Welcome to the Skies Were Under podcast, hosted by me, Rachel Wright. This podcast is created by and for parents of people with disabilities and the many practitioners who support us. It's just for all of us who are trying to get from one end of the week to the other whilst bridging the gap between the life we expected and the one we're actually living. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm an asthmatic who suffers from occasional back pain. You know, you know the one that kind of starts right at the bottom of your back and then like shoots down your leg? Yeah, that one. I have eczema and hay fever, which are both really well controlled with medication. And a couple of years ago, so I broke my arm falling over in the wood. I then managed to rupture an APL and I needed surgery. It was a right fiasco. I have three sons and my eldest is a remarkable, sociable and engaging 16-year-old, brown-haired, blue-eyed young man. He makes people smile every single day and he loves laughing at people. Apparently, uh, especially Rosie Jones, the comedian. He once won a District Special Needs Sports Award and his favourite things are music, I mean any music from the Chemical Brothers to like classical Tchaikovsky and Cinderella, to swimming and pointless. He loves pointless. I suspect he holds the world record for the human who has watched the most pointless episodes in his life. Then on the podcast, I'm joined by Lucy. Lucy's the sweary vegan with a baggy belly that looks like a shriveled walnut. Her words, not mine. She is blaming her four babies for stretching her out of all proportion. as She has a digital sense in needing the loo. She goes from no warning whatsoever happily wandering through life to ah i desperately need the loo now before i wet myself in 0.5 seconds flat she has spondylothesis which means a bit of a backbone out of place and presses on a nerve can give her a terrible backache and sometimes a numb leg and foot which can make her walk like a drunken sailor her third of four children is a supercharged blue-eyed cutie He's got boundless enthusiasm and energy for life. Charms the pants off everyone he meets and has epic skills in swimming, spinning and climbing. He is the most resilient person and has a superhuman pain tolerance. If Duracell ever needs a poster boy, he's their man. Sarah finishes off our trio and at one point she was would say she was alcohol dependent. She admits that she thinks that sounds a little less shambolic than calling herself alcoholic. And that probably tells you the kind of shame that she still lugs around on that front. She also has a fungal nail infection on her big left toe that causes her youngest daughter to gag every time she sees it. Whenever her family go on holiday, Sarah inevitably has to find the minor injuries unit because the second she slows down, she'll develop a rash, impetigo, conjunctivitis. I mean, she could just do all three. It seems her body is barely holding on by its fingernails and stores up its stress to be released as soon as it relaxes when it thinks it is no longer in mortal danger. She's got four incredible children and her eldest is what you could call a fighter. She's determined she might 
even be considered stubborn, but she's also funny and kind and monumentally generous. She loves to create things like all the things she can draw and sew and paint for hours on end, and the time she takes leads to the most beautiful, detailed creations. She loves to sing and is always up for karaoke. She's the most infectious giggle and loves a slapstick comedy. Today on the podcast, we're thinking about awards, how we value people, the way we describe people and the things that they achieve, and how, you know, the words we say can be really important, as well as the things we celebrate. Hello, and welcome to the Skies Rwanda podcast. My name is Rachel, and I'm so pleased to be joined by Sarah Clayton and Lucy Parr. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Um, The last few weeks have been a little bit heavy with the podcast. We've talked about the goldfish bowl, and then we fell headfirst into the goldfish bowl and all that that unveiled to us. And I know that um, resonated um, with some different people who listen. Uh, We got an email from Corrine, who um, lives over in Australia. She's one of my friends from university. Oh. And she said, I've just listened to your Goldfish Bowl um, podcast and she has two children with um, complications, disabilities, um, who are long-term fostered. Um, and she's like, oh, yes. Um, so unfortunately, even if you are on the other side of the world, we still have this, <laughs> they still find you, no matter where you are. Um, uh, and... And she was sad. She was talking about feeling crushed. So I just want to puff you up like a pillow, Corinne. Like, like sorry, you're feeling crushed. Um, I think you're awesome. Although I've not seen you for the last twenty years, but probably you're as awesome as you were. <laughs> I remember you as being awesome. Probably still are. We probably still are. If it was a pillow. I would have chose puff you up like a sausage roll or something oh, exciting. Oh, like puff pastry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm just indicative of I'm very hungry. But Rachel wants to yeah, Rachel wants to go to bed and you want to go to yeah. Greg's. <laughs> Other sausage roll manufacturers are available. <laughs> um and we heard from Rochelle. Uh, from the podcast, basically, Rochelle. I don't think Lucy, you know Rochelle, don't you? I do. My I do. Daily Hi, Miracle. Rochelle. Yeah, yeah she's so, awesome. Um, check out Rochelle's blog. Um, she uh, really resonated with one of the other podcasts about um, self care and just needing to be sustainable, mm-hmm. which is all very true and all quite tricky to do. But we do really love you writing into the podcast and telling us your stories and connecting with us. Um, and if you have anything you want us to talk about or cover or people you'd love us to interview in what um, episodes to come, maybe not this season, but maybe next season, if there's a next season, then we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at the podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Lucy and Sarah, how are you both? What skies are above you? right now i'm all right we're good yeah hcp gate uh is ongoing you know <laughs> we're at the uh we're at the um it sounds a bit like groundhog day why do we even why do we even mention ehcp gate it's like this person people aren't gonna know I tell, you, I tell you what we'll do is i will when it i will never mention it again and then when it's sorted i'll let you know when it's sorted 
people aren't going to know whereabouts on the podcast the like the episode they are because <laughs> it's like oh she's still she's much talking about ehcp gate that must be episode 10 oh no we're episode 18 <laughs> or any of them yes no i'm all right no i'm okay i got myself three three count them one two three dresses from the charity shop today Get lovely in. you know sometimes when you go in nothing in there yeah it's time you're rocking a very nice uh, denim jacket today. Oh, I've gone all funds. You have, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've just gone all funds. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah's uh, microphone is going to be sounding oh, very nice, very nice. She's got uh, a lot of Sarah just stood up. It's great podcast content. Yeah. Sarah just stood up and showed us her tits. <laughs> I mean, not just tits. She had a T-shirt over said tits. <laughs> um, but as far as you were all concerned, you didn't notice anything <laughs> happen except for us chuckle. Yeah. yeah. Her and Steve said her to me, he was like, I thought that you were supposed to take stuff to the charity shop because I go that we, I mean, I volunteer there once a week. And he's like, you're supposed to take stuff, not bring it back. I bring all sorts back. <laughs> it's a very serious topic again today. We're going to talk about awards. What does um, success and stuff look like? And what are we competitive about? I think uh, one thing that I'm definitely competitive about with my husband um, is the who's more tired situation <laughs> you can't make it obvious that that's what you're doing but there is a oh so i've been so busy and i've done this and this and this and then they'll respond with oh i'm so busy too because i've done this and this and this as i bought that that's not quite as it's not as, as tiring as what i've darling. done but darling <laughs> look what i did without you even noticing because you've not noticed that the washing's all been put away, but it took me an hour. And it, yes. Here it is. And I might lay it all out on the bed so that it's all there for all to see. Because it's, you know, not enough for me just to do it quietly in the background. No. I, I completely, I had rage last night because of the doing stuff at home. Complete, mm. absolute rage at all of them. Because they're just... Fury. Unlike anything. I mean, it, it was like a... It was quite shocking, really. Did you turn yeah. into the Hulk? Yeah, I did. And then I threw myself onto the sofa and said that I was not going to move. And, <laughs> and anything that needs to go upstairs, they can bring it while I'll take it upstairs. And anything that needs to come back downstairs, they can bloody well bring it back downstairs. I'm not moving from this point. I'm going to watch the television because I haven't done that for like days. And then there was absolutely nothing on. And I had to watch Happy Campers, <laughs> which then, and I had to pretend that I wanted to watch it. <laughs> And then you've got Netflix, surely. Yeah, I have, but I didn't want to be there that long. I was really, I wanted to go to bed. But I only got she was making a minutes. point. She was making yeah. a dramatic point. Exactly. And then, so Did I you like my... strip your bra off and burn <laughs> it in, in the wood burner while you were there. And I watched, I watched it, then went to bed and had batshit crazy dreams about camping. I hate the idea of camping. <laughs> Honestly, ruined my night's sleep with all of this nonsense about where the water was going to come from and oh god the lesson yeah. learned is don't make a dramatic point and yeah just and just quietly get on with yourself. your jobs <laughs> just, just, just wind your neck in <laughs> know what you're supposed to do yeah. and crack on get on with it know your place woman <laughs> there is also have you ever watched speechless either of you i've must yes. have yeah love speechless yes. mini driver um parent of three children her eldest son uh micah fowler is the actor he's uh he's on instagram if you want to follow him and 
he is in she's got cerebral palsy and he's in a chair and communicates in the film in the program in the sitcom kind of thing he communicates with an aide sort of a person sort of he i points to what the words he wants to say in this person next to him um just watch the pilot like the funniest thing or the intro <laughs> very very funny but one of the episodes is the special needs moms moms <laughs> the special needs moms kind of competing about who's yeah who's life's child. most shit a bit like your yeah. shit life off Lucy. Yeah, shit life off with Sarah, yeah. my, the other Sarah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of, and then it ends up being sort of the the duel between the parents, between all the moms. The daughter ends up sitting them down and saying, "Right, can we just have a conversation?" But yeah, there is the my child's more sick than yours. Why do we do that? It's weird. But, but don't you think it's? I reckon it's something to do with the way that, like, when we introduce our children, you know, you all know um, Linnell well. Mm -hmm. And I remember her, I remember talking to her once and she was saying, I would never introduce myself by saying, hi, my name's Lynn and I've got an ingrown toenail. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a bit deaf in my left ear, you know, like, but when we introduce our kids, like, you know, you automatically, like, yeah, you feel a need to explain and you need, and, and you feel a need to have the crap that you've been through acknowledged somehow. Yeah. You know, need to be seen. I, yeah. I do that. In my, I sort of have tell that story kind of thing in my training. Like, can you imagine going to a party and like, you know, you go in, the music's thumping and you feel the hot air as you step into the house and you go in with your husband and you go across the fridge and you put your beers and you get a cold one out to drink there. And then you spot your friend across the room where you know one of your work colleagues and you bundle over to the work colleagues and say hey bob you're right this is bill my husband he's got piles and bill this is my f friend bob from work and he's got a really bad fungal nail infection great party hey eh? like you just don't do it but what happens is that we sort of sit around and go yeah my son's blind and my son's in a wheelchair. We do tend to identify um, people with disabilities by their disabilities rather than, you know, they love this music or they really like this thing or they're really passionate about. I, I reckon though, once, you, once you're aware of that, it's, it's quite an easy one to stop yourself from doing. I don't introduce B like that, I don't think. Do I? Maybe I do. I don't think so. We do introduce so. our children like that on the podcast because we, we're giving context, yeah, so that people know. But um, maybe, maybe the start of this podcast, we should, uh, or we should actually do an intro to our children that's completely um, asset based rather than deficit based. Absolutely, um, I think there's fact, something we'll in you saying about having your shit acknowledged. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, if you feel validated in in like if you felt validated and seen in what you're going through and the the kind of struggles and the amount of effort you have to put in and all that kind yeah. of stuff, then you wouldn't necessarily need feel the need to go, oh you know, look how sick this my child is and look how much fucking effort I've had to put in. Yeah, <laughs> just to be here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just lining up the laundry, isn't it? If yeah. someone just went, oh, what a lot of laundry, thank you. Yeah, that would be all yeah. it needed. What have you ever won, ladies? What are your trophies lined up on your, you know, your secret cabinet? 
Oh, it's, it's not got a secret. all of your awards. Oh, you, you polish them off. It's not a secret. No. Yeah, Sarah's Sarah's oh, yeah. not a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Tesco yeah. Mum of yeah. the Year Award. Positive. Not just any mother. Not no. just any mum. Sorry, mom. sorry, sorry. No. Positive. Positive yeah. mum. What about yeah, school? Yeah. Did, any, uh, did you win anything at I was in the newspaper for uh, getting 100% on my cycling proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> when they had it. Was it a really small newspaper? Yeah. <laughs> The Tamworth Bloody Herald, I'll have you know. And the, um, me and David Mustang. And I had a T-shirt that I had from Corfu and they said that the newspaper was coming and they were going to take our photo. And I was desperate to wear my Corfu T-shirt, which had no problem written across my chest. <laughs> the knob. So, and I've still got the cutting. So yeah, 100% on my cycling. 100% on your yeah. cycling Not a single error. As I wobbled Amazing. off on my bike, <laughs> I looked, I signalled, I manoeuvred all beautifully. Oh, well done. Well I know. done to you. I know. Oh, that, I mean, that is so quite an achievement. Yeah, is so. it though? I think that's yes. well. Okay, well, let's move on to Did what you I get want. 100%? Okay, go on then, Lucy. Absolutely fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing. I can't think of anything I want. Did you do sports day? What was your sports uh, day? What are your yeah, memories of sports day? I'm sorry. Day? Can, can, let's look at me. Can you imagine? <laughs> me doing the, do you know what? My, my PE reports were always, she's very enthusiastic. <laughs> a, AKA, she's really shit. shit, but she tries really hard. So you know, that's the Tryer. worst. That's worse well, that's than my, not trying hard and being shit. No, I tried hard and I was still shit. Aww. <laughs> Um, do you did you have houses like I was I've got an image I can remember myself I must be from photos I can see myself in my pale blue shorts and my white t-shirt and my big red dot because I was obviously in red house Aww. do you know what I mean in in school I was in red house too I remember yeah. do you remember those big baggy shorts and your little legs little skinny legs that stick out the <laughs> bottom of them or <laughs> <laughs> those gym knickers when, yeah. when, we were, when we were in reception, I didn't realise that the gym knickers were supposed to go over the real knickers. <laughs> so so a, a lovely like TA parent helper kind of got alongside and was like, Lucy, you don't need to take your real knickers. <laughs> your knickers over the top. Brilliant. I just flashed my fanny to the entire class because, you know, we're... Again. we're <laughs> Goodness oh. me. Are you competitive now? Uh, not Excuse really. me, we've not done my award yet. Oh, oh sorry, God. sorry. Right, there go we on. go. Then we know someone is competitive, right? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I got bronze yeah. in an in-school gymnastic competition. Wow. I know. What does in-school mean? Like the as in, people in the school? Only, only people in my class. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah and the award for, by the way. <laughs> it was one of those things where you got three awards and only four people entered. But <laughs> <laughs> I got bronze. I was I was so proud. I can I I think it must have been to like a banana rama song or something. It was yeah. it was a very strong 80s soundtrack. Yeah. And I um I can see myself doing my my roly ponies and my cartwheels and they yeah. said particularly that I was so they said that um I was uh, took into consideration the music. So I think I was actually a bit oh. shit at gymnastics. But again, you had. I tried. Yeah, and if you were on Strictly, they'd have said you've got musicality. Musicality. I probably musicality. did have 
musicality. <laughs> um, so I was very proud of that bond. I think that's about the only thing I got ever. A prize in secondary school for um, you know when you have like I went to right this will this will shock some people I went to boarding school for two years. Um, oh, you just don't. We can't go further. We have a narrative about who we all are, Lucy. Yeah, we have a narrative that we have middle class Sarah and her <laughs> and and you know her positive month of the year i'm not sure what my narrative is <laughs> but yours is not i went to boarding school it's just <laughs> it's just it's just blown out of the water you just our character chores have been ripped into shreds and thrown in the bin so tell us about your two years in boarding school well no it was, it was more about the prize so we, okay. we had this weird prize giving day did you have that in like no in yes schools? yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. No, so no not when day. I was a kid, but my kid, my kids do. Okay, so it's like a prize giving day once a year, and the prize I got was for good use of literature all across the subjects. So basically, you using go. English well all across the subjects. That was my prize. Well so yeah, no, no sporty was, things like gymnastics or cycling proficiency here. Was that wow. prize? We need to give Lucy something. What can we think of? <laughs> Quite possibly. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was it was very like formal in the big like posh building that they have at boarding school. I didn't like boarding school, by the way, and I ran away. So that that that's okay. Just... We've got the stereotype We're back. back. It's We're all back. right. We're back. We're back. <laughs> back. It's all fine. I ran away. Okay. Got picked up by the police. It was all very. Exciting. Oh, there you that's go. That's for another. That's for another go. <laughs> you can imagine like St. Trinian's Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the way. I think my kids all do like prize day things um, and sports day stuff. I really struggle on sports day with my eldest son, no matter how hard they try. I'm like, yeah, I find it really hard. Because they're really shit or because you're too competitive or because both. I don't think it's because I'm too competitive. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the kind of, I am the kind of person who goes for a jog. Actually, I don't go for a jog anymore. I used to be the kind of person that if I went for a jog and someone overtook me, I'd be like, oh, well, there's no point in doing that then, is there? You know, if, I, if someone, it could, they could have been someone who was running half the distance and half my age, but if they overtook me, well, you, you lose it. Ruined, ruined it, mm. ruined it. And I could overtake an eight year old woman but I yes. will be boss exactly. I will be like, yes. <laughs> I'll come home and go, I overtook three people today. I mean, it was the same woman three times, but that's fine. His sports days, it's just the gap. It's the gap mm. between what my other, his younger brother's sports day looks like, yeah. which he's not going to listen to this because he refuses to listen to the podcast, but he's not great. Sport days. My second son, sport is not his thing. It's not that I have a very sporty child and a child that isn't sporty, but I have a child that can run and compete and can try hard, and a child where the activities have to be so adapted to even pretend that he's doing something to contribute yeah 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 and they do they do try really hard um and they're great at like giving everybody a medal for you know for crossing the line like i not in a 
again not in a pity way but yeah you did it well done yeah, you did yeah. the thing like yeah in a really good way but I just I you know I still would rather avoid it I know what you mean I wonder I know what you mean with Christmas Christmas and productions mm. like oh, I think they're, I think they're for us they're not for the kids because like Brecken's trying to abscond her seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck is this? It's not this is not fun. I'm leaving. Um and then one day I rem- one year I remember they um he fell asleep and they just made him into the baby Jesus because he was asleep. Oh, <laughs> so him. And then another year he was they did they I think they did the Gruffalo and he they put him in one of those little tykes cars and put the made the car all look like a snake and literally this poor TA woman was just rocking it with her foot back and forth <laughs> the entire time <laughs> keeping it moving you know what you that thing you do with like babies when you're trying to get them to sleep you just don't want to stop the uh stop the movement it was the same because otherwise he would have just been out of there but I, I just think I'm not sure it's I'm not sure those equivalent days of like sports day and christmas stuff is is for them i think it's just mm. for everybody else in the school room for us and i don't know uh, yeah b was b was at mainstream school so uh there wasn't much adaptation i remember pri- like secondary school like for everybody pretty much sports day you just is sort of a non-thing isn't it really secondary yeah. school and sports day but primary school sports day i just remember being dragged along by a ta you know like kind of mm. you'll just we'll just drag you like really quickly uh and then you've taken part in the race and that's all good uh, so it was a bit of a nightmare really it wasn't great um that's tough. you a shouty competitive mm. parent from the side no i'm not funnily enough i'm not i'm competitive like if it's me that's doing stuff i'm competitive but then i like i'm i i'm not that crazy parent at the side screaming you know and like um you know thing two he's he swam uh just just uh, covid he was just below the national team like kind of Amazing. national competition for um swimming but I'd, i wouldn't go and shout do you know what i mean i'd i'd watch and be terrified but i wouldn't be shouting <laughs> and screaming you know like kind of um but for me like my steve won't play badminton with me anymore i'm banned from badminton because i get so angry because he beats me at badminton and i just don't think that should be possible because I'm better than him <laughs> so I just get angrier and angrier so in the end he's, he's just said no like we're not going ever again <laughs> well can't you like just put weights on his legs or like tie one of like his hands behind his back so he's worse than you I mean I, honestly I I try all sorts of cheating I <laughs> I try so like I just it makes me every point that he gets makes me angrier and then I'll fight my way back and honest oh just ridiculous <laughs> but I am competitive about about but only for me not for yeah I'm the opposite I think I'm less competitive for me and way more I was the screamy parent at the side of school oh. living through Shouting. the children yeah yeah, yeah. basically because I'm shit at everything maybe my children can <laughs> be good at something <laughs> and win and I can live vicariously through them <laughs> and are any of them sporty yeah, Daisy was really sporty in sports day. And and but actually my proudest moment was that she she was she did a 200 meter, which is like twice round or something. Yeah. I don't know. She did round the track and she was coming up to like the last meter. bit. Yeah. And she one of her she was she was all set to to like 
to do good and win and then one of her friends was like trailing and crying and struggling at the back and she just dropped right back and like oh. pulled her friend over the line and it's, like the of, it's like the and end of like the end of lightning mcqueen it was like amazing the- and i was like that i was quite i was quite boastful about it. I was like, that's my child everyone that's my child <laughs> i was nice super but yeah that was nice, nice. My most popular blog ever, mm-hmm. got seen by millions and millions of people, um, was, I had a photo of my son's left ear, which he's super proud of. Good. He's like, nothing you've ever done has come close no. to how popular my left ear is. <laughs> and it was because he got a 100% attendance award, which meant he got to a free place in like a free pass to go to um, a soft play where all the children in the area who got 100% attendance from all the different schools got to go. All the healthy kids. All, and I was like, yeah. nope, you are not going. And so I did this ranty Friday night blog that got me in the sun. Yes. Got me, I mean, I was big time. If you, unfortunately, if you Google my name, sadly, 100% awards. <laughs> I was on Radio 2. <clears throat> I was on a lot. Um, all because of this hunt, all because I decided that I'm not going to celebrate whether or not my kid is sick. No. And yeah, that's bizarre. It's, it's nonsense. So yeah. It's still it very is. much a thing. It's DF, it's DFE. Uh, it's DFE rooted because they're, yeah. they're all about attendance equals learning, which we all know is bullshit anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely that. But yeah, we still have it. And it's it's heartbreaking because all the kids that have no like have no ability or, or power to control whether they're off or not. Well, has it like, changed with the pandemic? Please tell me no, it's changed. No, 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 no really. No, no we're, top still, of, we're still doing yeah, attendance. Top of our um, shit. Top yeah. of our uh, school newsletter has got like the class attendance yeah. in each class. It's got the class attendance and what the target is. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, like kind of uh, my daughter will say, well, we're never going to get that because so and so and so and so is always off. So for B, like the, the whole um, traditional success stuff. So your attendance and your attainment and da da da. She had a, she had a teacher for, for the last couple of years at school who I think I've said before, I've no concept of why she became a teacher because she <laughs> despised children. She was like Miss Trunchbull. So bearing in mind, B had a stroke in the August, had no, you know, like couldn't control her own eyes. Her vision was completely screwed. The, she had no speech. She couldn't walk. She was back in school by the January, you know, like kind of back in full time by the January Impressive. doing her stuff. Yeah. And that deserves um, an award. Surely, surely that deserves an award. So imagine my surprise at the end (laughs) of the year when I got her report and her attainment. So bear in mind, you could have A to E on your attainment Mm -hmm. and her attainment was a D. And I thought, well, fine. okay. if if like in the tests, she hasn't sort of done what then there you go. Have a guess what her effort was, though, bearing in mind that the girl is alive (laughs) And independently moving, which she came very close to not being in the August. It's got to be an A, surely. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. What? So she got a D for her effort as well. Oh, fuck off. I know. 
Yeah. Is it, and honestly, so zero understanding, should, zero empathy, zero. Is it time. all of it? All of yeah. it? Because and it's truly it is. That Please thing. tell me you went and had a word. Oh, you know I went and had a word. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to know what that oh. was. You know, well, do you know I was quite restrained? I took it back. I took the report back to school and the head teacher was mortified. Good. You know, not mortified enough to have read the report. Like she signed the bloody thing. So mm. not mortified enough to have, have glanced up to yeah. see the D for effort, mm. um, but mortified and said that they would uh, reprint it and da da da. And I um, said that they could keep the report because I didn't shove want it, it up in, there they can shove it wherever they want it because I didn't want it in my house I didn't want any record in my house of this woman and what her I couldn't give a shit what her opinions are yeah. of of B I couldn't give oh. a monkey's and B was delighted with the two A grades that I told her that she got you know, just <laughs> like, what? but what possesses you got same woman same mm. woman said that um talk about competition she was saying to me um uh, you know, she's not very good at her times tables. Oh, for fuck's sake, you know. <laughs> anyone? It, um, do we really need that? We've got a fucking d- calculators on our phones. Exactly. Times tables. Exactly. Don't and say this that is, to my. Oh, he's not listening. No, but no. But, but my... this is a this is a girl who can't. She can't process that. Like no. she has no concept of how you times tables nonsense. So she's she's sat in a parents' evening and she was saying to me, "Well." I find with my children a really great way of getting them to learn their tables is we sit in the car and on a long journey, I'll just start us up and I'll say, one times two is two. And then we go around the car and I'll say, fucking journey with you, love. <laughs> and I'll say, clockwise, one times two is two. And then whoever's next has to has to do two times two is four. And then we see who makes the mistake first. And oh, like, yeah, let's shame our children into knowing that they're shit at things. What a way to start a holiday. <laughs> well, I was sat in this parents' evening and I went, uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be her. I think, I think I can pretty much guarantee you she's going to be the one that makes the mistake first. <laughs> we won't bother. Honestly. <laughs> uh, let's oh. take a bet, lady. And, and Which then, child's I not going to be able to do uh, this some? Exactly. On holiday, in the car. And then, and then, so, and there might have been an, uh, a letter of complaint that went to the local authority as well about the degrade and just the general shittiness of this woman's attitude. And um the next year, she taught my son and yeah. the first parents' evening. Now, if I had, if I was, because I, I taught for five years and you know, Lucy, you know, if you have that parent that you've had a bit of a Deliberately avoiding their children. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, of the, yeah. Ooh. So I walk in and I'm there for parents. And I'm quite nervous because we've had mm. like a proper clash uh, yeah. the previous year. I walk in, I sit down, she looks at me, she, and she says, um, James is doing so well, like no hint of recognition of who I am. He's doing so well. Uh, his timetables are fabulous. And I, I, and, and I let her carry on for a bit. And eventually I said, that's great, but James is not my son. <laughs> so, you know, like kind of just no, like her, my, like it would have, it would be imprinted on my brain who this woman oh, was. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, like it's only been the summer holidays love (laughs) (laughs) so she is what happens when you take to the extreme this is what success looks like and it looks like all the other 
you know, yeah. is a star and then a sliding scale of failure for everybody else, which is <laughs> how, how, yeah, it's that, it's that idea that there is getting it right and then there's all the different versions of not getting it right enough. Yeah. I would really like it if the, the education my children get match the values that I try and instill with them yeah. at home. So whenever our kids who can take exams, whenever they do tests or whatever, and like my son's done two or three grades of a violin. See, I don't even know how many grades he's done. <laughs> he's definitely done some exams of violin. I've paid, I've paid for some violin lessons. <laughs> I've paid. I've done stupid frigging try and repeat this da, 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 and he goes like, whatever once he's done the exam that's when we go and celebrate we go out for dinner we do a treat yep. we do the the hard bit the bit that we're celebrating and we will yep. we will acknowledge and recognize a grade like we will be like oh well done but the 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 the, the do the kind of whatever yeah. and the same exactly the same with the um mocks that he's just done it's like the end of the exams is when we go large yeah like right you've put the work in or you didn't and this is what we're recognizing and then the grades will be the grades you know, there's only certain things you can control i want my kids to f to understand their locus of control they yeah. can't decide whether they get dmv they can't decide whether or not they get covid yeah. but nope. they can decide they can't decide how, you know, mathematically, you know, their brain works, but they can decide how hard they try. They can decide if they put the time and effort in. They can decide whether they're kind to their peers. So if you had awards in school, if you were given grades for stuff, what would you give grades for? Want to recognise, stuff I'd want to recognise, so I'd want to recognise honesty. Mm. And what else? Kindness. Yeah. So friendship yeah like people humor yeah. yeah resilience well basically all the stuff that is like actually important in life yeah bugger times tables do you know what i mean oh but lucy we could have such fun in the car <laughs> <laughs> on our holidays oh yeah i've obviously missed that um experience but here's the thing so this is why i was thinking about um the kind of the goldfish bowl and how we've got ourselves into this what we value and what we celebrate and what we do i really think like you were saying at, at one of our last episodes lucy the whole systems thing like it's the sis you know the fact is it's not just we have to change individual practitioners to to make things better it's not that um we've got to improve organizations like the whole of the nhs or the whole of the education system but it's cultural change that's required and it's massive but i think this is where it starts okay. it starts in our schools it starts with our homes where the way we talk to our children what are we telling our children is important yeah. And how are we framing that? I don't think we can roll our eyes at, oh, it's just attendance awards. It's no big deal. It, it, you know, there are so many more important things going on in the world. There's, there's so many more important things going on in each of our lives mm -hmm. right now. But it sets a precedent and you're right. It sets a precedent that the things that are important to strive for are not necessarily things we can control. And it, as soon as you do that, you set everyone up for failure. Yeah, and the undercurrent Mm -hmm. of what we value in ourselves and each other is established when we're young. So if you extend that thought process, then 
the whole thing of separating kids off that you know like on the, our, our segregated schooling if you look at the history of why um, we've ended up so shocking you know and yet that's where we've ended up um, it's also completely not evidence-based no all. well he the was crazy wasn't he yeah. the psychologist was completely bonkers the, the evidence that came up with it so pro yeah you know mixed school schooling yeah. not streaming well the guy did you did, have you seen sex, the not. whole the whole grammar mm-hmm. secondary modern special system was devised by a psychologist an ed psych one of the very earliest ed psychs mm-hmm. who was a eugenicist who um <laughs> was that made like one of this up... job job profiles what we need for this role is <laughs> um he made up just completely fabricated a whole load of twin studies looking at um all all the nature nurture stuff honestly the Mm. man is is crackers and yet we are left with with even though when all of the evidence came out that he had made the whole lot up and that it was completely like the supposed evidence base for this system was completely fabricated um you know those in the in control said "Mm, yeah, yeah, I think we'll keep it. And we, here we are. We like it. You know, we are. and we yeah. st- and we still don't. We still have, and even that, even that lack of evidence, we we actually have evidence that suggests that mixing children is better for them. Like yes. we know that that's better, and yet we're still doing it. And that is a real good highlight of how mm. culture change mm-hmm. takes such a long time. And we're still yeah, teaching. Yeah. We're still teaching kids as though we're in the Victorian era mm. of like industrial revolution situation yeah. because we're teaching them things that are obsolete and that they don't yeah. need to know but it, it's drummed in as the most important thing that you need to know your times tables we never need to know our times tables like we no. don't because and that's not true is, that's no. not true because <laughs> i need to work out if i look at a pack of biscuits i need to work out really quickly how many how many i can eat before <laughs> there's just enough for there's one each for everyone else <laughs> like, i need i need a level of you know i need some fast mental arithmetic to ensure i get my the size of the cake right the number of biscuits right how do we expect young people uh young adults to suddenly when you know they get to their 25 years old you're out of special you're into the real world Mm. and it's like oh the real world didn't know that you existed parts of me regret be going all the way through in mainstream but when I look at her now, she has no concept that she has any difficulties, which is part of the problem when it comes to trying to get her some support is that she tells her really she doesn't need any. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I wonder whether that would be different. Um, and she was always the person that found it most difficult in every class. She was always the person that found it mm. most difficult. So she was always kind of at the bottom of the pile in mm-hmm. a traditional kind of um this is what success looks like so i i regret was that done well at any point though yeah secondary school okay secondary school bloody brilliant because the because the welcome was on the mat the they she was made welcome from the day that we went and looked around the place mainstream secondary We'd looked at all the other schools in the area. I'd had conversations like uh with a senko (laughs) i was talking about one-to-one and they said and she said um well, you know, the one-to-one, uh, yeah, you know, like if it, they don't di- dictate everything that has to happen. So if it wants to read, it can read. And if it wants to, it. you know, do so. And I was like, oh, hang on. Can we just establish, is the it we're talking about? Is that, is that, is that my daughter? And uh, she said, well, well, yes. I was like, oh, I think we're done here. <laughs> and we left. 
but the um we went to another one where it was um this is the canteen and this room here is where the people with special needs eat Ooh. and you can get I said what if she had a friend who didn't have special needs and they wanted to eat together and she said uh well she could get a pass maybe we could develop a pass <laughs> like a passport oh to get into oh the room God. and then but that all stems doesn't it from we've got to yeah. keep them safe because we don't trust these kids not to be complete knobbers assholes why can't we why can't yeah. we trust why is that not our, why is that not the thing that we're most yeah. focused and, on and does it help to put them all in a room where you're like what is that yeah. so anyway yeah. so secondary school bloody brilliant I have photos of her at her prom she had her first snog at the prom <laughs> the you know like kind of really well included because that because the and the whole ethos of the school was like the, if the you haven't snogged before you've left school we failed and he didn't really I don't <laughs> think he he genuinely was like we are one school and one community and we might not get the best grades but there you go um He's since been offsteaded out of the whole system and mm. is no longer running the school. That's the problem. But That's the problem. This is it. They're all the only good teachers that, that are left are just getting offsteaded away. I would love to know from the people who are listening to the podcast what your most prestigious awards are. What things <laughs> did you win at school? What things did you win at Sports Day? Um, I'd also love to know um, some good stories of people that have had their children like celebrated yeah, well. Absolutely. Please give us some hopeful messages of times and places when the communities that your children are part of have been celebrated well. And if you were going to do your own set of awards, what would they be? So email us in at tswupodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear all about the awards you've had, the awards you're suggesting, and the, the hopeful ways in which your children, and the good, good news stories about your children and the ways they have been celebrated. Thank you, ladies, <laughs> and we shall see you whenever. See you soon. Bye. 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 The Skies Wonder podcast is a Born at the Right Time production with the expert audio assistance of Harry, the humour and insights of Sarah and Lucy. We appreciate you coming back each week and would love your help in spreading the word through rating the podcast, reviewing and following the podcast wherever you listen, as well as telling anyone who will pay any attention all about us. You can email your stories, thoughts and ideas to us at tswupodcast at gmail.com. That's tswupodcast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at born at right time. We love you joining us for the ride on this off-piste kind of parenting. It's so much better doing it together. Whatever skies we're under. <laughs>